Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team formally introduces both their GM and head coach. We'll hear from both Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, not to mention owner Mark Davis will join the show. Plus, I'll talk about why I'm comfortable with giving this regime a chance, and your thoughts will close it out. The calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. It's all coming up on today's edition of the show. It is February 1st, 2022. That's right. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Let's get it. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you around and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome into another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find it free and available on all platforms. And Raider Nation, it is finally done. It is signed. It is sealed. And it is delivered. The Raiders have a new GM. They have a new head coach to move forward with. And they were presented to Raider Nation and the media on Monday. Raiders owner Mark Davis held a really big press conference in the Raiders theater room that I've never been in. And matter of fact, I believe that was the very first time they've ever used it in a press conference type setting to introduce both Dave Ziegler and head coach Josh McDaniels. And you know, it was really funny because they sent out an email about, I don't know, around maybe 9 o'clock. No, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday, Pacific Standard Time. And it just said that the Raiders were having a press conference. It didn't say it was for the GM. It didn't say it was for the head coach. It, did, it sure didn't say it was for both. And so a few of us, including JT the Brick, who does a radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920 right before mine from 12 to 2, actually reached out to the Raiders and was trying to find a way for him to be there on site and do the radio show from maybe their studios there at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. But he couldn't do it because they were using the equipment for the press conference. So uh, he wasn't able to be there on site. I wasn't able to be there on site because the press conference started at 2 o'clock and I'm on the radio at that time. So we ran about 25 minutes of the introductory press conference on the air live, but it was so funny because we were trying to get the details. Is it the GM? Is it the head coach? Is it both? What's going on? And the Raiders, they all said that they really didn't know. And I find that kind of hard to believe, obviously, you know, because they had this thing set up. But the Raiders were real quiet about it. I guess Mark Davis wanted to make it a surprise that Josh McDaniels was being uh, hired and presented at the same time. But uh, it was it was strange. It was kind of a weird feeling at first. For the most part, everyone just said, well, we do feel real comfortable in saying that Dave Ziegler is going to be presented, but we don't know what's going to happen after that. Again, I I find that hard to believe. I guess they were just trying to go with the theatrical uh, point of view. But uh, I was disappointed for anyone who reached out. They're like, Hugh, how come you didn't? ask any questions I was disappointed because I wasn't able to be there again it was at 2 p.m pacific standard time and that's the time that my radio show starts there was just no chance for me to be there but uh, Mark Davis was uh, in all his glory he was pretty happy about the hire obviously there was a lot of media members that were there the press conference went on about 45 minutes like I said we played about 25 minutes on the radio station but a lot of good stuff to unpack and so you'll hear a little bit of it here on today's show but uh, now it's official you know exactly who the Raiders are moving forward with no more searching for the GM and no more searching for the head coach Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are 100% official so here's Raiders owner Mark Davis as he opened up the press conference as y'all know 2021 was quite a season for the Raiders um, ups and downs but uh, in October we got shipped to the core when our head coach resigned uh, five games into the season and at that time we had to make a quick quick decision on who was going to lead the Raider team that John and Mike Mayock had built for this season. And uh, after careful consideration, we chose Rich Passaccia, the special teams coach, number one, because we felt it would be less distraction 
than taking, uh, say, Gus Bradley from defense or maybe Tom Cable from offensive line. And uh, despite the fact that we didn't get where we wanted to get to this year, and that's the Super Bowl this week, I'm so proud, and they should be so proud of the job that they did. Um, with all the uh, chaos, and I will call it chaos, going around the team, not only with the things that were going on off the field, but on the field as well, uh, COVID and everything else, um, they truly went the Raider way. And I'm just, I'm really so grateful to Rich Bisacci and the rest of the coaching staff for what they did. Um, when John resigned, we immediately went into another uh, aspect, and that was to start uh, checking into who we thought might be coaching candidates and potentially GM candidates, if that were gonna be the case, if we can go that way. And uh, we put together quite a list, and when the, uh, Season ended, we decided we wouldn't start our process of interviewing until the, uh, champ the, the uh, playoffs were over for us. So once we finished our final game, we put together a, uh, a committee which consisted of Dan Ventrelli, Tom Delaney, myself, and a fellow by the name of Ken Harrock, who was actually the ringleader of this. And we had about... Uh, 12 people that we brought in. We initially started, the first person we interviewed was Rich Bisaccia. It was a five hour interview. It was fantastic, Rich was great. Um, then we went into doing uh, general managers. And uh, so we went through that process uh, with uh, Ken actually asking the questions, us listening, and then near the end of the, each interview, we would in interject our questions as well. We uh, think that the process was well done. It was extensive, exhaustive, and uh, today I'd like to introduce the new general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders from, uh, was it, uh, oh man, I'm losing it. Uh, that, which, John, Carroll. John Carroll University, and, and that's Dave Ziegler. So there it was right there, owner Mark Davis's opening statement, about three minutes long, three minutes strong, just talking about 2021, what the Raiders had gone through, showing love to uh, Rich Basacci and also the rest of the Raiders staff that had done everything that they could to make 10 wins and get to the playoffs. And even though they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, still put in a heck of a performance. So you have to give them a lot of credit, and that's what Mark Davis did. Uh, also, it's funny because a lot of people asked me throughout the whole interview process, Q, who is in the room interviewing all these guys if there's no GM? Well, Mark Davis answered that question. Dan Ventrelli, the president, uh, Tom Delaney, the director of football operations, Ken Harrock, as uh, Mark Davis called him, the ringleader. He's a longtime advisor of the team. And then, of course, Mark Davis himself, the owner, loved that Harrock was really the guy asking most of the questions. And then whenever there was some rebuttals, uh, you would hear Mark Davis, at least that's what he said, he'd answer or ask some questions as well. And there was other guys on, on that advisor committee that would ask questions as well. So it definitely was a long, thorough process. You heard that Rich Basaccia had a five-hour our interview when he met with Mark Davis so it wasn't like it was just one of those okay come in tell me what you got and then you're out he gave him a five hour long interview so obviously there was a lot going on and there was a lot of consideration going on when he was talking to Rich Passaccia 
Speaking of Rich Basaccia, real quick, he actually interviewed with the Jaguars on Monday for their opening head coaching job. So he's getting a couple looks around the league. Good for him. Gus Bradley, defensive coordinator, interviewed with the Colts. Edgar Bennett, the wide receiver coach, he also met with the Bills for their open offensive coordinator position. Now, Josh McDaniels did tell ESPN's Paul Gutierrez that he spoke with defensive coordinator Gus Bradley on Monday and plans on speaking with all the assistants that are still under contract as well as some other targets before making staff decisions. So a lot of folks want to know who's the defensive coordinator, who's the offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels said he's going to go through and talk to all those guys, the ones that are still under contract. So you never know who's going to stay. I feel like you pretty much they're going to get rid of everybody, but you never know. Maybe there's a chance that Gus Bradley sticks around. We'll find out sooner rather than later, but he has talked to Bradley and plans on talking to the rest of the assistants as well. Now, I just wanted to play a couple more sound bites for you here in segment number one. Uh, we'll bring up some more in segment number two when I talk about why I feel not positive, but I'm willing to give the new regime a chance and see what they're all about and see what direction they could take this team. But I uh, wanted to let you hear what Josh McDaniels had to say about what he learned from his time as a head coach in Denver. I thought this was a really good answer and very good evidence that he truly has humbled himself. When I went to Denver, um, you know, I, I, I knew a little bit of football. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really know people uh, and how important that aspect um, of, of this process and maintaining the culture and building the team uh, was. And um, and I and I failed and I didn't you know, I didn't succeed at it. And so um, looking at that experience has been one of the best uh, things uh, in my life in terms of my overall growth as a as a person, as a coach. What do I need to do different? How do I need to handle my role if I have another opportunity uh, and do better at it? And I feel like that's really a, an area that I've tried to grow in with our staff um, in New England. Um, you know, our offensive staff working together, collaborating, supporting one another, uh, impacting them, serving them, helping them grow as coaches, as players uh, with our with our with our guys, uh, you know, that we're coaching. So um, that's the biggest I would say that's the biggest area for me. Uh, and I know how important it is as a head coach to be able to do that. So there was a lot of humble pie right there from new Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels. And I get it, man. He's not a Raider. He's a Patriot. You know, he had bad times in Denver. I mean, there's a lot of things to not like about the guy, but I've said it multiple times. I've been talking about it. I'll talk about it more. I mean, there's something about people growing. And really, right there from what I heard, sounds like Josh McDaniels has grown up a lot and was willing to admit all his faults that he had when he went to Denver and realized that, hey, that's not how it gets done. And that's not it's going to cut it. And so he's got to be a different person. And it sounds like he's willing to be that person. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But that's just what I have for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, want to talk about why I feel positive about the hire as far as willing to give it a chance, see what direction they're going to go. Uh, like the fact that they're both coming in at the same time. And like I said, most importantly, willing to see what these guys can offer and how they're going to make this team Take them from where they are and put them over the top. We'll talk about that after I tell you about betonline.net. And I know that football season is winding down. There's only one game left, and it's, well, the best game, the Super Bowl. That's going down February 13th. But you could definitely get your bet on right now at betonline.net. And they've got you covered with everything. If you're talking NFL, how about some prop bets, scores, totals, 
player performance props. Who's going to be the next fired head coach? You know what I mean? Like they've got everything covered. It's your number one spot for all things NFL betting this 2022 season. And again, there's only one game left, but there's a lot of different aspects and a lot of different ways that you could look at it. If you want to sign up today, betonline.net is the website. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On to get started. Of course, though, it's not just football. They've got basketball, pro and college, hockey, boxing, UFC, everything you can imagine. They have it. They even have your favorite. Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. And most importantly, it's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into why I'm feeling somewhat positive and at least willing to give this new regime an opportunity to succeed with the Raiders in 2022 and beyond. And it's so funny because, I, and I don't know really where this comes from, but so many people believe, one, that I get paid by the Raiders. I don't. <laughs> two, uh, they think that it makes a lot of sense for me to think positive of the team or talk positive about It doesn't matter. I could talk positive about them. I could talk negative about them. It's not going to make any difference. I don't get paid any more or any less if I feel one way or the other it just it really does not matter so uh, I give it to you straight every single time I have an opportunity but it's so funny how many people really question that and really think that there's some bigger force that's making me to say something that is positive about the team where that's not the case so when Dave Ziegler gets hired and a Josh McDaniels get hired and I say okay well you know there's some things to like and there's some good things that can come from this everyone thinks that there's another agenda there well let me tell you there's not there's not another agenda there's not another agenda why I even do this show I do the show because I enjoy it I enjoy talking to Raider Nation uh, we've been doing a lot of good things for some years now and it's a lot of fun so that's really why I do the show on the daily and for the most part most people would appreciate it but every once in a while I got to let it be known that you know there's no hidden agenda there's no reason to uh, you know think that I'm going to change my words for anyone I don't have any reason to do that you know I'm not going to be disrespectful but if something's bad I'll say it's bad you know, and if something's good, I'll say it's good. Now, the Raiders go into a new regime. They have Dave Ziegler. They have Josh McDaniels. And a lot of folks don't like that because it's not Jim Harbaugh. You know, and that was the guy that everyone had their mindset on. And I said it many times, and I'm not the guy that's going to come on the show and say, I told you so. I'm not going to do that. But everyone just knew that it was going to be Harbaugh. And I kept cautioning, like, don't get your heart set on that because I don't believe it's going to happen. I had my heart set on Jim Harbaugh before they hired Jack Del Rio. And that's when he went to Michigan. And I didn't think it was going to happen. And look, who knows Jim Harbaugh might end up in Miami he might end up in Minnesota or he might end up going back to Michigan I just didn't think it was realistic for the Raiders that it was going to happen so we'll see what happens it doesn't matter anymore the Raiders have their head coach and their GM and hopefully they don't have to go through this search for a very long time again That'd be greatness. You know, I mean, it really would. That's the goal, right? To have continuity for a very long time. You don't have to worry about going through all this. But as the Raiders introduced both Ziegler and McDaniels, and I was listening to the press conference, of course, we heard a little bit of it in segment number one. I felt pretty positive about it. I felt positive about Dave Ziegler as a player personnel guy. He sounded like he's a very focused dude. Sounds like he's a guy that really knows what he wants, has a good direction, learned a lot from Bill Belichick, and, and feels like he's ready to take on this task. And Josh McDaniels sounds like he's a very humbled guy who knows that this is an opportunity to do some really good things with a team that is not a bad team, a team that was just in the 
playoffs and has some really good players in that locker room that he could work with. And then, of course, add his touch to it and make it even better. I mean, those were the immediate takeaways I had from that. And of course, there's going to be questions. What kind of defense are you going to run? Who's the defensive coordinator going to be? Is it going to fit to the strengths of the guys like Mad Max Crosby, Unique Ngakwe, Trayvon Merrick, Nate Hobbs, guys that are young pieces. Now, I know a lot of people are talking about Casey Hayward and Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson and, you know, a lot of those guys that were on those one-year deals, a lot of those guys weren't coming back anyway. I don't know who is coming back. I don't know who's not coming back, but I know that all of them weren't going to come back. You know, Casey Hayward, if he has an opportunity to get a big payday, he's probably going to go get a big payday. You know, he had a really good season and he was on a one-year deal. So that's a guy that I expect if he has an opportunity like Nelson Aguilar did a year ago to go get paid, he's going to go get paid. And I don't begrudge him for that because, hey, the league is not for long. You're not going to have an opportunity to get a lot of money. So if he does have an opportunity, I expect him to go get that. And again, like I said, I expect Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels to get together in the lab and figure out exactly what their Raider looks like, what a Raider in their image looks like, and what they want to put out there on the field in 2022. And everyone that was on the team on 2021 is not going to fit that mold. So we'll see exactly how it all shakes out. But uh, there was a lot of good takeaways that I had from the presser on Monday. But, of course, got uh, multiple people texting me and tweeting me and telling me all these things, like this message that I got by way of Twitter. It says, y'all media, Vinny Bonsignor, your boy Q, JT the Brick, was blowing smoke up Raider Nation's ass about McDaniels loves car. That is why what makes this job attractive. Today, GM and head coach are like, we'll see. We'll get to know him. We'll talk. No commitment to car whatsoever. Hashtag fake news. And that is all false. And we all listened to the presser. Uh, Vinny was there at the presser. And I don't understand how that takeaway came from what McDaniels or Ziegler had to say about Derek Carr. Here's Josh McDaniels when he was asked his thoughts on Derek Carr. Derek's won a lot of games in this league. And we've played against, uh, we've competed against each other a number of times. And I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, He certainly... Uh, did a good job this year uh, leading their offense and um, you know I spoke with him yesterday we had a great conversation looking forward to actually getting to meet him and get to know him as a person as a human being uh, and then getting to work you know uh, in terms of developing our offense this year into what it's going to be but there's no question that um, we have the capacity and capability of winning uh, with Derek here Uh, we all know that and I look forward to the challenge of trying to grow uh, not only Derek, but you know everybody on the roster to try to reach our potential. I never feel like a player, um, you know, is a finished product. And our job as coaches is to continue to identify places where we might be able to get better and work hard uh, to try to improve. And I know he's completely on board with that. Again, we had a great conversation, and, and I look forward to, to, to our relationship. So I know he didn't come out and say, hey, we want Derek Carr here the next 10 years leading our offense. He's the man. We're going to build everything around him. But he sure didn't say we were ready to ship him off either. He actually said that they had a great conversation. He's looking forward to working with him, getting to know him, developing an offense for this year, uh, capable of winning with Derek Carr. I mean, there was a lot of things that he said that were pro Derek Carr. Now, does that mean that they're going to roll out a four-year, hundred-and-something-million-dollar contract extension for him? No, but it also does mean that they plan on working with him at the very least this year and seeing what they can do and and building their offense and seeing if he can lead the charge. And he does believe, because Derek's won a lot of games, that he can lead the charge. And as he said, we believe we can win games with Derek Carr here. How about Ziegler? What was he talking about, Derek Carr? He was asked about how quickly he thinks Carr's contract should be addressed because, remember, he only has one year left on his deal and it has no guaranteed money. Yeah, I, th- I think like, and, and, and I know Josh talked to Derek. I had a great conversation with Derek myself yesterday. And, you know, I think the one thing that, that um, you know, we all understand is, 
is there's going to be a process of us learning Derek, Derek learning us, um, and, and fitting all those pieces together. And I think that's going to be step one is building the relationship, understanding um, what Derek does well, um, Derek understanding what, what Josh and the offensive staff is trying to build. And I think as that collaboration goes, um, you know, then you kind of see how everything fits together. And I think until you see how everything, you know, you got to see how everything fits together and, and kind of work from that point. And, and we're just really excited to um, have Derek here and, and to get to know him and, and get to know his strengths and um, get to work with him in our system. So really, you can't ask for anything else but the fact that they want Derek Carr to go in there and compete and show what he can do in their system. What else do you want? Do you want him to say that, hey, he doesn't have to work very hard, he gets a pass, he gets scholarship? Nobody wants that. Matter of fact, how many years do we talk about as Raider fans that, oh, man, there's too many players that are on the staff that are just getting you know, passes because they were drafted by the team or they were a, a, a favorite of the, the ownership or the head coach really liked that player but he wasn't that good? How many years have we heard that? Even think about the, the last regime of Gruden and Mayock. Think about how long Nate Peterman was on the roster. And what did anyone think? Did anyone think that Nate Peterman was the end? all be all he was the guy no everyone just said oh Gruden loves them some Nate Peterman for some reason now they're showing right there that yes we believe Derek Carr can win with us we believe we could build this offense around him we're ready to get together with him and get in our scheme and get our process going but he's also got to show that he can do it so he's got work to do too which is exactly what you want him to say Nobody gets a free pass. They shouldn't get a free pass. So for everyone that was just like banging the table, talking about there's no commitment to Derek Carr, it's like, what are you talking about? The commitment is he's getting a chance to go in there and compete and show what he can do and help get this team to the next level. That's all you can ever ask for. Just doesn't make any sense. So then I had another guy hit me up on Twitter as I was saying that, hey, this could be a good thing. You know, hey, these are some of the quotes that came out of the presser. This is what uh, impressed me or this is what I thought about this quote. No matter how hard you try to spin this, Raider Nation proper is not buying this crap again. We heard it with McKenzie and Allen. At least McKenzie was a former Raider player. So that's what you have to do. That's, that's what it has to be. You have to be a part of the Raiders organization. You have to be in that Raider bubble. How much did we say before the hire? Uh, why don't you go outside of the Raider bubble? It doesn't always have to be someone with Raider ties that could be successful. And I think that that's the great way to think in 2022. I get it. Once a Raider, always a Raider. I get it that there's ties with the organization. That's fine. But if the guy can coach and the guy can be a good GM and bring in some talent, then why not? Give him a shot. What do you have to lose? I mean, what have you had to hang your hat on the last 20-something years anyway? I mean, man, this is about as best shot as you got. Everyone got fired. I got fired up about Gruden. Gruden was my guy, and I know a lot of people weren't happy about that. A lot of folks weren't happy about Gruden at all. And then Mike Mayock was a guy that was very unproven. He came from TV. I liked Mike Mayock. I liked John Gruden. I was hoping both of those would, would succeed, but... It didn't. We all know how it all shook out. We all know why the situation is what it is right now. And if it hadn't been for John Gruden's emails, none of those guys would be gone. You know, think about that. Gruden would still be there. Mike Mayock would still be there. There'd be nothing changing. But because of those emails that rolled out, everything changed. And so Mark Davis had the opportunity to go and make a move and go get a guy that he's been paying attention to for a while. Matter of fact, let me close on this. This is Mark Davis on the process that he went through on bringing in Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. You know, I've been watching Josh for, for many years for certain reasons other than maybe good ones at times. Um, <laughs> The, the success of the uh, Patriots and watching them over the years, um, I've seen them do it with Tom Brady, of course, the greatest of all time, but I also saw the development of Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. And then I saw it with Matt Castle. I saw him be able to win with him and make Matt Castle the hottest 
free agent commodity in the market. Then I saw him do it uh, this year with a rookie quarterback. I've just always seen the Patriots as a team that not only adapts from week to week or half to half, but maybe even series to series. Um, I just believe in Josh's uh, ability to assess the situation and make the changes in real time. And that's always been something that's impressed me. On the, on the, uh, the side of Dave, with their personnel and everything, it's a lot of no names that they do it with. And every now and then, you know, they'll bring in a, a big name free agent, but he fits a spot. And that kind of reminded me of the old Raiders in that way, that we used to be able to do that. And I tease him because uh, they, they took a player from us, a guy by the name of Randy Moss. And I told him, you got Randy Moss and you couldn't even win with him. And, and the funny part about that is they won 18 games, but they lost one. <laughs> but um, I really just, you know, again, in watching it and being around this, this, this sport for a long time and watching the excellence that, that was brought to the, to, to the field by the Patriot organization and knowing that Josh was a huge part of that and talking to people that are also part of the Patriot organization that I know in my network of people, I got the feeling that this was the right guy. So there's Mark Davis right there with his explanation and breakdown. Development of quarterbacks. He went from Tom Brady to Matt Castle to Mac Jones. Those are all guys that developed. So what I'm hearing is that he didn't really think or was very impressed with the way that John Gruden or anyone else helped develop Derek Carr more than he's already developed. And Derek Carr has developed, obviously, from the time he was a rookie till now. But it sounds like he thought that Derek Carr probably should have developed a little bit more. Also, the Patriots being able to adapt series to series, something that we talk about all the time, adjustments. We talk about halftime adjustments, but he's talking about series to series. If a team is playing you a certain way, adjust immediately on the fly, something that the Patriots are really good at, something that the Raiders aren't very good at. Talking about Dave Ziegler, uh, a lot of success with guys with lesser names. That's the Patriot way, and I know everyone's tired of saying that and hearing that phrase, the Patriot way, myself included, and I'm going to leave that alone after this comment, but that's just kind of what they do. They go and get guys that fit what they do. They're comfortable with that. They don't need to necessarily go out and get big names all the time. Uh, they'll go get some when they need to, but they don't really need to very often. They just know what they're looking for, and they go and get them, and then they're able to go out there and have success, and so that's what Mark Davis is looking for he obviously wants his team to succeed and that's nothing close to what happened with Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen when they were part of the regime you knew that Reggie was tearing it all the way down and Dennis Allen was basically a placeholder uh, he really never had a chance to succeed as a head coach he might get an opportunity to be a head coach now and I think if he does a lot of people will say hey that's a good hire and look he's a guy who failed uh, the first time around but the reason he failed is he never had a chance Reggie pulled the roster down all the way to the nuts and bolts tried to get that salary cap right he did to his credit he was able to get that salary cap turned around quick fast and in a hurry but it cost the Raiders a lot of games and it cost Dennis Allen a fair shot at being a good head coach in the league so to wrap this thing up, man, I just feel like that this is a positive direction for the organization. Both the GM and the head coach are coming in at the same time. They both share the same vision. They both know what they want. They're both uh, guys that have been uh, really tight with each other ever since college. And I know that that doesn't mean success, but at least they understand each other. You know, they're not trying to fit in with the other guy's narrative. And one guy's not trying to fit in with another guy's narrative. They're all on the same step and they're on the same page. And so I think that if there's a chance to succeed, this will be it. 
it. Now, of course, they've got to go out there and they got to execute it. I mean, they won the press conference on Monday. Now they got to go win the locker room and they've got to go win on the field. So that's all something that is on them to do. Obviously, we'll monitor and cover it like a glove as they do it, both on the radio station, of course, here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. But that's their next step. As far as step one, I think they've done a heck of a job. I think Mark Davis did a good job getting these two guys in uh, as far as the GM and the head coach. And now it's up to them to go and make the magic happen. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, I want to tell you about rockauto.com. And I haven't talked to you about them for a while, but they're back and better than ever. And it's a great time right now to save time and money using Rock Auto. Why spend up to 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more on the same parts that you can get at a chain store or car dealership? You won't spend that much money on rockauto.com. They're a family business, been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. All the prices are super low for every single customer. They got brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. You need it, they got it. Just go to the website today, find a solution to your auto part needs. It's real simple. All you got to do is punch in what you're looking for, what kind of car you got, and bada boom, bada bing, it'll take you right to it. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there is a box that says, uh, how'd you hear about us? You write Locked On Raiders Podcast, and that's how they know that I sent you and that I'm doing my job. They have a great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need. Again, rockauto.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a call from Rahul in Seattle. He's calling to talk about what he thought about Josh McDaniels before the presser and how he felt about him after the presser. Here he is, Rahul in Seattle. Thank you. It's Rahul from Seattle. Uh, you know, we just hired a new GM and a new head coach. And honestly, uh, I was really not wanting Josh McDaniels. Uh, for several reasons, uh, his last head coaching stint, uh, I know everyone's going to talk about that, but then also I just think he's arrogant and he's cocky, um, but after his presser today, you know, the look on his face, he looked a lot more humble, he looked a lot more like this is a big deal, and it is, he'd be a head coach of an NFL team, it is a big deal, and he, he had the look in his, on his face that he uh, was, um, you know, awed by what by this opportunity, and I know he's had it again, and he mentioned that this presser, but, uh, you know, he still looks like someone who is, has respect for the job, which I thought was a big deal, you know. He had that, there was uh, there was a rumor, or someone had said uh, that he was not willing to even be interviewed unless he had already gotten the job, and that, I thought, was very cocky and very arrogant, and to be honest, if someone said that to me, there's no way I would even interview him or hire him. Um, so I, I, when I heard that, I didn't like that, but, you know, uh, turns out they hired him and the presser today, uh, I thought he looked a lot more humble than I thought. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, Ziegler, you know, we, we just need a guy who can hit on some draft picks. I mean, ultimately it comes down to that. We saw what even hitting on a couple of draft picks can do, like, you know, like, uh, like this year and a couple of guys finally make becoming, you know, all pro players from previous drafts, but just a few guys hitting in the draft can make the team, you know, take off. And, you know, you look at the NFL now, the Rams, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, Cincinnati was a seven-loss team, just like us. And, you know, we know how close we were to tying them. So, 
you know, it, there's a lot of parity, and uh, I think the AFC is going to be wide open. And if our defense can take the next step and our offense can you know, get better in the red zone, I don't see why we're not a Super Bowl contender right now. So, you know, not trying to hype up anything, but, you know, I just, just signed that the NFL is, is uh, a lot more, uh, is a, is a lot more uh, top heavy and it's a lot more broad at the top in terms of how many teams are contending. So, anyway, looking forward to the future. Go Raiders, and oh, glad that the Chiefs lost, man. man we still got the three Raiders and two. That's so great, man. That just that must be a good omen for us to hire a GM and a head coach on the day the Chiefs get knocked out of the playoffs. So, anyways, one love. There he goes. Good call, my man. Rahul of Seattle, and I think Josh McDaniels is very humble, very grateful for the job. You know, he seems like a guy who has a plan. He's ready to go to work. It should be fun to see how everything shakes out, but I do think that there was a lot of positives to take away from the presser on Monday. Thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Matt in the OC. Says, what's up, Q? Raider Matt in the OC. That presser got me fired up. But some big questions remain around the current staff. Any word on who's staying and who's on the move? That's from Matt in the OC. And thank you for the text, my man. And no, no word on that. But the good thing, I think, for a lot of Raider Nation that wants Gus Bradley to stick around, he did meet with Josh McDaniels on Monday or Sunday, and he plans on meeting with him again. And he also plans on meeting with uh, other assistants that are still under contract. So it sounds like that they're at least going to give them an opportunity to talk to Josh McDaniels and Josh McDaniels evaluate who he'd like to keep and who he doesn't want to keep. Now, I caution you, don't get your hopes up because I don't think there's going to be a lot, if any, that are going to stick around that Josh McDaniels is going to want to stick around, but you never know. You might get a Gus Bradley to stick around. You might get uh, someone else as well. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out, but at least he is talking to him. He didn't just say, okay, you're out of there. But I do know Gus Bradley met with the Colts uh, for their open defensive coordinator position. Rich Basace, as I mentioned earlier in the show, he uh, talked to the Jaguars about their open head coaching position he's definitely not coming back but you know the other assistants they still it sounds like have an opportunity thank you so much for that text i appreciate you next up got a call from logan in pa he's calling to talk about the press conference that happened on monday and what he thinks of gm dave ziegler here he is logan in pa you this is logan from pa just listen to the presser uh man i don't want to fall for the banana in the tailpipe i can tell you that ziegler definitely sounds the part man um we'll see if he can draft but as far as this press conference came away very impressed with Ziggler. Um, had never really heard of him too much before. Uh, Josh sounds like he's uh, he's grown from his time in Denver. He went back to uh, New England, and hopefully he's uh, going to come into this and take the bull by the horns. But uh, I liked what I was hearing in the press conference, besides Josh saying, um, every other word. Um, but it sounds good to me. Let's uh, cross our fingers and hope that, uh, that it works out for us, right? Well, we'll be doing this again in about three years. Talk to you later, Q. Keep it up, big dog. There he goes, Logan at PA. Thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, Ziegler's approach sounds like he has a plan as well. You know, he, he knows what he's looking for. And that's another thing that I like about the, the pairing of Ziegler and McDaniels. I feel like they're both on the same page. You know, I think that he wants to bring some real talent in the building, fill up the cupboard, and have a chance to compete with Kansas City year after year because that's the ultimate goal. That's all that really matters is competing with Kansas City year after year, and I think that that's what they know their task is, and that's what they're prepared to do. Thank you so much for that call. Appreciate it. Next up, I got a text from J.V. Raider. What's up, Q? This is J.V. Raider, an Army soldier from Fort Benning, Georgia. Just want to say I've been listening for about two months. I respect and value your opinion on every topic you covered. I enjoyed your take yesterday on the Ziegler-McDaniel signings, 
Evans. Similar to you, those two were not my first choice of GM and head coach, but they talked a good game in their presser yesterday. I'm excited to see what moves they make heading into next season. One thing I must add, though, is now that the presses are over and they both thank the Patriots organization, I don't want to hear Patriot way or anything associated with their time with the Patriots moving forward. They're Raiders now, not Patriots. All I want to hear is just win, baby, and it was a fumble. Raiders. That's from JV Raider, and good stuff, my man. I said that earlier in the show. Uh, people hit me up and said, all right, now that they're done with that, no more Patriots way, and now it's all about the Raiders. And, uh, yeah, Josh McDaniel said that it was a fumble. Mark Davis made sure that he brought that up early in the uh, presser. And it's funny because multiple people had hit me up and said, hey, if you get an opportunity, ask him if it was a fumble. But Mark Davis was out in front of that, and then Josh McDaniels, after the presser, uh, told a couple people, including Heidi Fang from the Review Journal, that that was his icebreaker. And he said, I think that, that went over really well when I told MD that uh, off top was that, yeah, it definitely was a fumble. I was there for it. And, uh, yeah, it benefited him then when he was in New England, but it benefited him now, uh, letting Mark Davis know that it was a fumble. So I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, you're right, man. The Patriot way, we'll get rid of that conversation uh, from here on forward. So uh, thank you so much for that text. Glad you found the show and glad that you appreciate it. Next up, got a call from Travell in Sacramento. He's calling about the news breaking about Ziegler and McDaniels and has his reaction to it. Here he is, Travell in Sacramento. Hey, Q. Travell out of Sacramento. Looks like we got our new head coach and GM. Um, a little conflicted about the decisions, but I actually kind of like it. Like I said, I'm not not 100% sure. You know, things that we try in the past haven't worked. This is different. Hopefully it is different. Uh, let's start this new regime and let's see where we can go, you know. Out. And there's Travell in Sacramento, and I like his take on that. You know, hey, things that we tried in the past weren't working. That was what he said, right? So let's try this. I, I like that approach because, again, if you continue to do the same thing over and over and over and you think that you're going to get different results, that's just the definition of insanity, you know? So at least Mark Davis went outside the box. He took his time on the hire, and he went and got some people that have no ties to the Raiders, and they've had success in the past. So why not? Why not give that a shot? Again, another reason why I'm feeling more positive about the hire than I am negative and willing to give the, the hire a chance, you know, because I really think it's worth a chance, worth a shot. So thank you, Travell, for pointing that out. I do appreciate you. Uh, just got time for a couple more. How about a text from Percy? Hey, Q, I think we made the last right choice. At first, I was concerned about McDaniels, but to pair him with Ziegler is awesome. Two guys that know each other and know what it takes to win. We could have easily been like the Bengals this season if we had drafted well, especially in the first round. I hope that the reaching for players in the draft are done and we could finally become the consistent winning team that all Raider Nation so desperately wants. Again, that's from Percy, and that's what it's all about, man. I think that continuity, I think hiring him at the same time, similar to John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, is going to pay off in a major way. And you've seen they almost made it to their second Super Bowl in a handful of years. I mean, I just think that those pairing, going in there with the same vision and going in there tied at the hip, it really does mean something. And so I think that this is going to work out pretty well. They've just got to go in there and handle their business. But I do feel uh, good about the direction and uh, for all those reasons, feel better about the hire. Next up, got a call from Cali Bears out the 559. He's calling in not to talk about how Raider Nation is feeling about the hiring of McDaniels, but how McDaniels should be feeling about the hire. Here he is, Cali Bears out the 559. What up, Q? This is Cali Bears from the 559. Love your show. One thing I keep listening is about how Raider fans view McDaniels. But on the flip side of that, how do you think McDaniels feels? Like, we're going to have a guy that's going to come into this organization trying to prove a point. You're going to come in with the chip on his shoulder. You think, honestly, you think he wants to take the Raiders job and lose? Of course not. He knows what everybody's saying. He reads all the tweets. He reads all the news articles. He sees what all the Raider fans are saying. So he's going to want to go in there and prove that he doesn't have to ride on Bill Belichick's coattails his entire career, that he can take an organization to the Super Bowl. He has the experience. He has six Super Bowl rings. 
He has the experience. So let's think about it that way, that he's going to come out here, him and the GM are going to come out here, try to win and do their best. That's that's all I keep thinking is is how he's going to try to do his best to prove everybody wrong. <laughs> Ain't no better thing than revenge, right, to prove everybody wrong. That's the best type of feeling you get. So he's our coach now. They're our GM. Much respect to Coach Versace. We love him. Appreciate everything he did. But time to go forward now. And I'm hoping, we're all hoping, that if Daniels take this back to greatness, that's all we want. There he goes. That's Cali Bear out the 559. Phone breaking up a little bit at the end, but I got the gist of it, man. And, uh, yeah, McDaniels have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. That's perfect. Isn't that what everybody wants? That's that's a that's a true Raider right there in himself, right? And I think that you bring up a good point. I think he will come in with a chip on his shoulder and ready to prove something because everyone's doubting him. Everyone's talking about what happened in Denver. Everyone's talking about what happened with Indy. He's out to prove that he's a hell of a coach and he could be a hell of a head coach. So, yeah, you bring up a great point, and I can't remember who said this, and I, I apologize for that, but someone texted in or called in here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast and said that if this was back in the day, Al Davis would have been all over this hire. This would have been a perfect Al Davis hire someone that nobody expects and he would have gone out of his way to hire him and it would have been a great one Al would have hated him until he got him in his building you know and then he would have rolled with them uh, so yeah I'm thinking the same thing uh, and I just want to see how it shakes out but I, I do believe there's an opportunity for Josh to go in there with like I said a, a chip on his shoulder and really show what he can do as a head coach now let's close things out one more text from Raider Black said what's up Q's Raider Black now that we have a GM and a head coach with so many players giving praise to Rich Versace on social media and I get it what do you think will be McDaniel's biggest challenge? Implementing an offense or winning the locker room over? That's from Raider Black. I saved that for last because I thought that was a great mic drop moment, and I think that'll be the biggest challenge, and it's the latter. Winning the locker room over. I think that he's got to go in there and prove himself. Now, he's not going to go in there and kiss anyone's backside. He's going to have to earn their respect, but at the same time, he's got to go in there with the plan, show them how he's going to put them in a position to succeed. Uh, but those players, they are very tight with Rich Basaccia, a lot of them, so uh, they're going to have to get to know this guy. They're going to have to get to trust him and he's gonna have to earn that but I think that there's plenty of time to do it it is only February 1st so I think that that's the perfect time to do it go in there uh, spend a lot of time with the guys especially the core guys you get Derek Carr on your side you get Crosby on your side you get Unique Ngakwe Nate Hobbs you know Trayvon Merrick the guys that are uh, key guys that you can build around Josh Jacobs you know Darren Waller of course I mean all those Hunter Renfros you get those guys on your side and you're gonna get the locker room so but I do think that that's gonna be the biggest challenge for him moving forward but I think he knows that and he's up for the challenge but great text great question and a great way to close out the show so thank you so much for that I do appreciate you that's all we got time for on today's show coming up tomorrow we'll have more calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line uh, of course we'll have more news and notes of the day and uh, we'll see whatever kind of conversations that we get into because please believe we have plenty of conversations there'll be a lot of questions a lot of different angles to approach there was still a lot of the press conference that I didn't play so maybe I'll take a sound bite from that and talk about it as well who knows There's a lot of different uh, angles to approach, and I'm excited about it now that we officially know who the head coach and GM is. Dave Ziegler's the GM. Josh McDaniel's the head coach. Now it's up to the Raiders to go and get everything cracking. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.